Vincent got locked in a room with no windows and only one massive door. There's a panel with several buttons on the left and another one with a hint on it on the right. There's also a clock on the wall above the door. Which button should Vincent press to get out of the trap? The green triangle. The numbers on the panel represent hours. If you connect them on the clock face, you'll get a triangle. The door opened and Vincent got into a dimly lit hall. There, he saw one more door. But this time, both the lock and the key were hanging together on the same chain. But after examining this system for a couple of seconds, the guy understood he wouldn't get out this way. Why? The key has a different pattern. It won't fit in the lock. Vincent needs to look for another way to escape. Then Vincent notices a table standing in a dark corner. There's a piece of paper, a knife, and several inflated balloons lying on it. Vincent picks up the paper. It's a note. To get out of here, you must puncture a balloon with a knife. But if the balloon loses any air or bursts, you'll stay here forever. Vincent thought for a while, then he did something, and a hidden door opened in one of the walls. What did he do? He let the air out of one of the balloons. After that, he easily punctured it with a knife. Detective Marcus and another passerby became witnesses of a car accident. A man, hit by a minivan, was lying on the ground, unconscious. Marcus rushed to the nearest cafe to call an ambulance. When he got back, the passerby told him the man had turned onto his back but hadn't come to his senses. After looking at the scene for a couple of seconds, the detective said, You'd better return everything you've taken from this man. Why did he say so? When they saw the man first, only one button was buttoned on his suit jacket. But now, it's already two buttons. The passerby must have opened his jacket to look for the wallet and then buttoned it up incorrectly. Look at this picture and try to figure out who is an alien in disguise. It's the guy in the yellow shirt. He's eating a banana. But he hasn't peeled it before biting on it. He probably sees this fruit for the first time. Three famous detectives came to a coffee shop to discuss a tricky case. A waiter came up to them and asked, Does everyone want coffee? The first detective said, I don't know. The second detective answered, I don't know. And the third detective said, yes. Do you know what the first two detectives ordered? All the detectives ordered coffee. Each of them wanted to have this drink, but the first two couldn't know if it would be everyone's choice. If the first two detectives hadn't wanted coffee, they'd have simply said no. So, when the third detective heard the replies of his colleagues, he figured out both of them wanted coffee. And since he was also going to take a cup, he said yes. Ralph, Willie, Amber, and Grace are in a museum room. Someone stole a priceless exhibit from this room several hours ago. Ralph, Willie, and Amber claim they have nothing to do with the crime. But the detective doesn't believe them. They all get arrested and taken to the police station. 
Only Grace, who hasn't answered the question, is free to go. Why? Grace is the detective. Janice was having her morning coffee in a cafe when she heard a car screeching to a halt, then loud shouting. She ran there and saw a man with his bicycle on the ground and a car standing nearby. The cyclist didn't look hurt, and Janice helped him to get up. The car driver came up to them too. The cyclist pointed at the man. He made me crash by hitting my bike with his car. But the driver said, I saw him losing control of his bike in the mirror. Then he fell to the ground, and I stopped the car to go check on him. Janice almost immediately understood who was lying. Have you figured it out? The car doesn't have side mirrors. There are also lots of things in the back seat. They block the view of the road. So the driver couldn't have seen anything in his rearview mirror either. He's lying. One wealthy businessman was famous for always wearing a white hat. But one day, he came to his office with a bunch of fruit on his head. His employees were shocked, but they didn't dare to question the man. The situation repeated the next day. On the third day, the businessman's secretary plucked up all his courage and asked what was going on. The man answered, Ah, that's because I lost a bet. I haven't fulfilled it yet, but I'll do it today. There's no need to order lunch for me. What did the businessman have to do to fulfill the bet? When he made this bet, he said, If I lose, I'll eat my hat. Detective Mark Darson suspected one man of committing a crime. He decided to stake out his house. Not too far away, he spotted an artist setting up her easel. Apparently, she was going to draw the criminal's house. At one point, the detective had to go away to the police station. He asked the girl to call him if she saw someone entering or leaving the house. She agreed. When Mark came back in the evening, the artist told him she'd seen no one. The detective immediately understood she was lying. How did he figure it out? When he was leaving, all the windows in the house were closed. But in the picture the girl drew, the windows are open. It means someone was inside while Mark was away. Take a look at this picture and try to understand which guy is Ben. Ben is the guy looking for something on the floor. He's the only one not wearing his shoes. That's because they're still in his locker. You've got a sack filled with coffee beans. You need to use this coffee to completely fill two other sacks of the same size. How can you do it? Put one empty sack into the other and fill them with coffee. A large sum of money was stolen from Mr. Green's safe. The police suspect Alan. But Alan says, I don't know anything about safes or about how to open them. I'm a simple blacksmith. The detective doesn't believe him and asks Alan to prove it. He gives the guy one job-related task. If he copes with it, he's telling the truth. Alan gets five different chains. Each of them has three links. The detective asks the guy to make one chain out of these five pieces but he can separate and combine only three links. In no time, Alan finished this task and was released. How did he do it? 
Allen separated three links of one chain and used them to connect the remaining four chains. Can you move just one matchstick to make a square? Pull this matchstick up a bit. Here's your perfect square. Mr. Bernard, a famous inventor, lived on the sixth floor of an apartment building. After long months of work, he finally created a time machine. He packed lots of food, water, and other necessary stuff and was ready to test his invention. He set the timer so that the machine took him 500 years back into the past. Mr. Bernard was about to press start when a thought came to his mind. He took the mechanism and carried it to his garage that was on the first floor. Why? This way, the inventor would avoid getting hurt. Five centuries ago, there were no such high buildings. He'd simply fall to the ground from the height of the sixth floor. Look at these guys carefully. One of them lied when he said he hadn't painted the green smiley face on the fence. Which one is it? It's the guy on the left. Check out his left hand. Even though it's in his pocket, you can still spot some green paint he'd used. Bruce was walking along the beach when he found a glass bottle. The thing looked old, and the guy spent a long time trying to open it. Finally, he succeeded. To his shock, a genie rose from the bottle. I'll fulfill your three wishes, but you aren't allowed to wish for more wishes. Bruce agreed, but still managed to get more wishes. How did he do it? His first wish was that the genie allowed him to ask for more wishes. Several birds landed on trees, one bird for one tree. But in this case, one of them didn't have a tree of its own. Then they regrouped, with two birds sitting on one tree. After this, one tree was left free. How many birds and trees are there? There are four birds and three trees. Detective Hall, one of the agency's most talented detectives, used his coded key and entered the apartment where the secret documents were hidden. To help him find them, his assistant Clark had left an encrypted note with the exact location of the documents. It looked like this. Detective Hall deciphered the message and found the documents. Where were they hidden? The note says, under the carpet in the studio. The detective just read it backwards and ignored the spaces between the words. Alright, take a look at the sequence of letters. What are the next three ones? Each of the letters is the first one of the numbers from 1. O stands for 1, T for 2, T for 3, F for 4, F for 5, S for 6, and S for 7. Then there must be E for 8, N for 9, and T for 10. And that's today's alphabet lesson. Take a look at the picture and tell who's a ghost. It's the man on the very right. He doesn't cast a shadow. 
Two people, Libby and Gray, were chilling on a beach. A police officer came up to them and said that he recognized the bike standing nearby. It was stolen from a man a couple of blocks away. He asked which one of them stole it, but both denied it. Can you tell who's guilty? Take a look at the footprints. They lead from the bike to the place where Libby is sitting, so she must be the one who took it. After an accident, Samara was experiencing memory loss. Three guys came to visit her. Her twin brother, her long-lost cousin she hasn't seen for 10 years, and a guy from school who liked her but she never talked to. Take a look at their wallets and decide who is Samara's brother. It must be this guy. Look, he has a picture with her. A random guy wouldn't have one. Neither would a long-lost cousin, because the photo wasn't made long ago. On the weekend, Kira and her friends were supposed to celebrate a birthday of a friend online. But Kira didn't show up. In school, her friends asked why she didn't come. She said that on Friday evening, something happened, and she didn't have any internet or electricity for the whole weekend. She said that she used this chance to study and spent both days in front of the computer, writing her midterm papers. Her friends didn't believe her. Why? If there was no electricity, she wouldn't be able to work on her computer. A PC doesn't work without electricity, duh, and a laptop wouldn't last for two days without charging. Lenore accidentally sent a message to her sister instead of her best friend and didn't want her sister to see it. She stole her sister's laptop and tried to delete it. However, the laptop required a password. Luckily, there was a hint. Math, 2. Music, 2. History, 6, 5. Drama, 2, 3. What's the passcode? Every number indicates the letter you should take out of the corresponding word. The second letter in math is A. The second letter in music is U. The sixth and fifth letters in history are R and O. And the second and third letters in drama be R, R, and A. The password is Aurora. Esme was walking in the forest and got lost. Finally, like all the other times, she found the witch's house. Yeah, it's like Groundhog Day. She walked in, said hi, pet the cat, and asked to send her home. The witch wanted to make a deal. If Esme solves her brand new riddle, she'll help her. If not, Esme will stay with them forever. The witch blindfolded Esme. There was an unknown number of coins on the table. Six of them were heads up, and the rest were tails. Blindfolded, Esme had to divide the coins into two groups so that there was the same number of coins heads up in both of them. How can she do it? So, since there are six coins heads up, Esme grabs six random coins and flips them. No matter how many coins there are and how many heads up ones she picks, it always works. That's because the number of tails up coins she gets among those six random ones is exactly how many heads up are left in the other pile. So, when she flips them, they'll equalize. Estelle arrived on an island to spend her holiday there. All the locals there always tell the truth, and all the tourists always lie. 
two girls approached her, and one of them said, Hey, I'm Sylvie, I am a tourist here, and this is Tessa, she's local. Can you tell if the girls are locals or tourists? Since locals always tell the truth, a local would never call themselves a tourist. So, Sylvie must be a tourist. But she must be lying about something. If she told the truth about herself, then she's lying about Tessa. Therefore, Tessa is a tourist too. Miss Virginia Dell was a rich young lady. She loved jewelry and kept a collection of her favorite pieces behind the glass in her dressing room. One morning, she walked in and found that someone broke the glass and stole her jewelry. The detective had three suspects. Ms. Dell's cleaning lady, Willow, who cleaned the house every day. Ms. Dell's best friend, Kelly, who had the key from the house. And her cousin, Sophia, who was staying with Ms. Dell for the holidays. Willow said that last night, when she cleaned the room at around 10 p.m., everything was all right. Kelly said that she hasn't been in the house for a couple of days. Sophia said that it's not in her manners to walk around someone else's house and steal jewelry. Who stole the jewelry? It's the cleaning lady. It seems like right after she broke the glass and stole the jewelry, she wiped off the pieces of glass while cleaning as well. It was a stormy night, and Alana and her sister stayed up late watching a soap opera. In the middle, there was a weather forecast. The weather lady said it'd keep raining for two more days, but in 72 hours, it'd be bright and sunny. Alana turned to her sister and said that the weather lady was wrong. Indeed, Alana was right. How did she know? In 72 hours, it would be the very same time as now. So it'd be night, too. It can't possibly be bright and sunny at night. The Millers were having a barbecue party in the backyard. They made some fresh orange juice, and Giselle bragged that she could tell the difference between fresh juice and not very fresh juice. She asked her family to test her. She got blindfolded. Her brother brought some old juice from the fridge and let her drink it, and then he gave her some fresh juice. Giselle could tell the difference. How? The older juice from the fridge was colder than the fresh one was outside. Mr. Thompson was a strict English teacher who never allowed electronics in class and read all the paper notes aloud in class. So the students had to be conspirative. Once, he read out the following note. 1, 2, 8, 13, 5, 31, 3, 15. I love this book. I used to read it every month. Can you decode what the note says? The numbers stand for the place of the letter in the phrase. The first one is I, the second one is L, the eighth one is I, the thirteenth one is K, the fifth one is E, the thirty-first one is Y, the third one is O, and the fifteenth one is U. The note says, I like you. Ah. It was a lazy day, and it just started raining when Mr. Jones called a police officer. He said someone just bumped into his car and drove away. The police officer arrived. The only person not too far away from the place of the accident was a man trying to fix his tire. 
Mr. Jones says that's the gentleman who bumped into his car. However, the gentleman said that it couldn't be true, because he was busy fixing his car the whole time. Can you tell who's lying? It's the guy fixing his car. The rain just recently started. If he was fixing his car the whole time, the ground underneath his car would have been dry. But it's wet, which means he's just arrived there. Brittany was having a costume birthday party. A detective came in in the middle of the celebration, saying he's looking for a robber who must be there, pretending to be a guest. Take a look at the people and say who the detective's main suspect was. Look at this guy. Unlike all the other guests, his costume is totally inconsistent. It's a cowboy hat and joker's jacket. He probably wore whatever he could find in a rush, trying to hide. Yvonne went on a business trip and asked her boyfriend, Dale, to go and buy her a special chocolate bar from a man who came there once a month at midday. That day, he was busy playing video games and totally forgot about it. Yvonne asked him if he got her the snack, and he said that all the bars were sold out when he came. He even sent her a picture at the park to prove he was there. Yvonne looked at the picture and realized that Dale had lied to her. How? The shadows are too long, so it can't be midday since shadows disappear at noon. And the clock that says it's noon could have been photoshopped. Five students stand in line. Adeline isn't next to Cleo. Bellamy isn't next to Danica or Cleo. Nor Cleo nor Bellamy are next to Eloise. From your perspective, Danica is on the left of Eloise. What are each girl's names? Adeline isn't next to Cleo, so we cross them from both columns, from Adeline's and Cleo's. Bellamy isn't next to Danica and Cleo. Danica and Cleo are both not next to Bellamy then. Cleo or Bellamy are not next to Eloise, and Eloise isn't next to them. Now, both Bellamy and Cleo have one neighbor, so they must be on the sides. But we don't know who's on the left and who's on the right. Let's try both. Bellamy's neighbor is Adeline. Cleo's neighbor is Danica. So, in both cases, Eloise is in the middle. Now, let's remember the last condition that Danica is on the left of Eloise. So, the first order is correct. It's Cleo, Danica, Eloise, Adeline, and Bellamy. Whew! 